Hi everybody, it is Mother's Day and I have a Mother's Day episode. So I have these two women that I'm so excited for you to hear about because they are amazing. So sit tight and enjoy. This is why we run. My name is Beth Baker and I interview runners while we're actually running about life struggles and well, why we run. We chat and share the tune of our footsteps, heavy breathing and our laughter. Lots and lots of laughter. Are you ready? Let's go. So I have to run close to you, I guess. Very close to me, yeah. So (laughs) this is your leash. (laughs) Well, I'm going to run slow anyway, so. (laughs) It's very, yes. Do people look at you when you do this? Sometimes. What are you guys doing? Yeah, it's... I don't care. I've anymore. never done this before. I mean, aside <laughs> from just regularly talking. There we go. To someone while we run. My first runner is Paige. Paige is an extraordinary woman. She's stronger than I don't know what. Um, she's got two kids, and she's got a great story. And I can't wait for you to listen. Here we go. Okay. Woo. <laughs> so, did you run before you had kids? I did. I've been running since I was 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> in some form or another, I ran. I was a sprinter in middle school and high school, and then eventually I, and I was a slow runner, so I attempted cross-country, and then that was it. No, okay. did not work. Um, so, yes, I've run for forever. Okay. Yeah, a long time. How many years is that? <laughs> 40, a lot of years lot of running years. on my knees, yeah. Yeah, but you've got great legs, so <laughs> you've got to be grateful for those legs. We're grateful for your legs, <laughs> just to look Thanks. at them. <laughs> um, and so, okay, I know you've got two girls. Yep. And, uh... Nine and 13. Nine and 13. Did you decide on adoption right away? Uh, no, we went through a lot of fertility stuff. Okay. Which was hard. Yeah. So, no, we spent a couple years plus trying to do that, a bunch of stuff, and then we... It took my husband a little bit longer to decide we would do adoption, although I knew, and for Mindia, Uh that was kind of the path we were going to take. Yeah. So... And uh, what was the first adoption like? <laughs> the first adoption, it was, well, I think it took a year and a half from beginning to end. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it was, I mean, it was, the process was pretty typical for India. It takes a little while. You never bring babies home. Uh-huh. Um, our daughter was 16 months. Okay. So, and we went pick her up my husband has family in India so yeah so it was I mean you know the whole new parent thing even a 16 month yeah, yeah was a lot but <laughs> yeah <laughs> for me yeah it's but yeah it's such a shock we were excited yeah yeah and we decided for another one and then we started that process right away oh right away okay after we brought her home and that one took much longer and how old were you not that I mean that because I was gosh I was like over 40 at the time, which made it a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Because India's just the way they are there. Yeah, yeah. 
I was considered old. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it took a lot longer than the first one. <laughs> so that was a bummer. Yeah, it was. A, did anything happen between, like, when you, any kind of change in your life? Oh, yeah, well. Like. So we got, we got a referral for a little girl in November of 2009. She was a tiny little baby. She was a little bit. She was really small and a little bit fragile, but um, anyway, she was our daughter. So, well, we planned to get her, planned a trip in end of June, July. Well, in May of 2010, right before we were to get her, I was diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> so, yeah. How did that come up, like, as far as just, like, normal normal uh, doctor visit kind of thing? Or? Well, no. Okay, too much leading information here. No, uh, For, anyway, I had had some unusual bleeding discharge, which he yeah. kind of chalked it up to 40s. Yeah. You know, changes. Getting towards menopause, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, so she did a... She did this ablation to... Right. Or no, she was going to do this testing to maybe do this other ablation process. And I remember her saying, oh, we just need to go and check the uterus and, you know, see, make sure that everything's okay and there's no cancer. Yeah. But you don't even barely hear when they say that to you. You're like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Just one more procedure. Well, they did that. And she called me. It's never good when the doctor calls you in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and told me that they found cancer cells. Wow. Like May 19th. Ovarian cancer? And it was um, endometrial. Okay. No, it's not ovarian. It's the lining of yeah, the uterus. Yeah. Okay. So you just started the chemotherapy right away? And... No, we... Uh. So the first process, first thing to do is we had a lot of doctor's appointments and I was scheduled for a hysterectomy then you have to recover from that. So that takes a few weeks. Uh -huh. And then the plan was to do one chemotherapy. And then we're going to go to India. <laughs> Meanwhile, we had to change our whole India trip. Because originally we were going to go for a month. Hang out with my husband's parents. Bring our daughter home. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of stay there. Well, we had to change all that. <laughs> and then initially the doctors were like, no, you can't go to India. I said, well, I have to go to India. <laughs> I'm the U.S. citizen. Right. Oh, right. Like, our baby, like, we're going to get our baby, like, I'm going. Yeah. So they kind of knew, like, I was going to do that. Yeah. I had to. Yeah, yeah. Even though, yeah. Wow. That screws up the timing of chemo and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out, actually. We planned to go while, like, in between or after the first chemo where I was feeling okay. Uh-huh. And... The risks were lower, like immunity and all this other stuff. Right. It was oh, only right. for chemo. It's just a different country on top of everything yeah. else. Right. I, know. I can't get sick and all this other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so God. we... Do you want me to keep telling oh, the yeah, story? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Anyway, so we changed our trip to like eight days. Flew to India. I had my chemo. Flew to India. Picked up our daughter did everything we needed to do because we needed to go to Delhi for the embassy. Anyways, just, you know, to get her passport and all uh -huh. this. 
So we did the minimum trip and we came home. I started losing my hair literally on the plane home. Oh my God. Which really? all I wanted was to have pictures with her oh. with my hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. It's like the little things, you know. Literally the clumps started falling out on the plane ride home. Oh my God. It was like the weirdest. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really gross. It was just no, weird. No, weird, yeah. Kind of gross. Yeah. God. So she was 12 months when she came home. Yeah. But she was 12 pounds. She was super tiny. Wow. So she was... She was a lot, so slept terribly. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. And then I started I started back chemo again, although when I first got back, my white blood cell count was so low they wouldn't do it. Oh, my gosh. As a result of traveling and stress. Yeah. And yeah. No surprise. I forgot that stress affects that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we got a nanny. Good. We got help. Yeah. My husband eventually had to go back to work. Yeah. I think, like, he took a leave. On top of a sabbatical. So, yeah, that's how I spent that fall until <laughs> November. Jeez. Being sick. Yeah. I wasn't that sick compared to a lot of other people. But it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not like a hard contest, you know? I never. No. I'm sure you're. I was hard. <laughs> had like some bad weeks. Yeah. In between chemos every three weeks. And, you know, their friends helped and. Yeah. People came and. Helped in Joe's home. Yeah. And no, I was not running any time throughout this. Throughout this week. <laughs> I was barely able to... I was telling you, Beth, that... Like, during that time, I was kind of get... Could get out and walk on the block. Yeah. And that's about as much yeah. as I could do. Yeah. So... And when did you find running again? I found a group called Team Survivor. Uh-huh. That is specifically for cancer patients. Yeah. And act, like, they have lots of activities. Yeah. For survivors. So... I started doing that in May, and in fact, the next September, so a year and a couple months later, I ran a 5K, but it took that long for me, plus I had two little kids, right? like a five-year-old and one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, it's funny to think about this now, because now it's been nine years. Yeah. And I'm... You're cancer-free. Out running with you. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I've run a half marathon since I ran a half... I trained for a half marathon with Team Survivor. Uh-huh. I can't remember, but maybe 2012 it must have been. Okay. I don't think it was 2011. Anyway, so yeah. And I had run half marathons before, so... Yeah. But it was okay. just oh. getting back. Yeah, so it's like a... Don't know if you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So did you find running different after you had kids? No, not really. Really? Although I told my daughter this morning, like, it helps me not feel crazy because of you guys. Yeah. She's like, are you going to say that in the podcast? (laughs) You just did. (laughs) I mean, I've always run because it just makes me feel good. Yeah. I like the endorphins. I just like it. Yeah. I don't know. I like to be outside and active. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like it's a different level after you have kids, too. Where it just... Well, yeah, that's, that's, for me it was a timing thing. My body didn't change because I didn't birth kids. Uh-huh. So I didn't have that like so many have. But it's sort of having that time to do it. Right, and I think that's what I meant. Like, it's yeah. something for yourself that you have right. at just such a time. And those that's right, more important. Yeah, no, I didn't mean the, bo- the body thing at exactly. all. Exactly. I meant like as a good post-kid thing to do is just like yeah. feeding your spirit. 
And for me too, after being sick, yeah, having cancer, I needed to be able to feel like, okay, I still have my body and my life. And yeah, 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 crazy. Yep. <laughs> I remember you told me that whole thing about your hair falling out on the plane before. Yeah. And it was just like, do you think that having the distraction of the kid, the kids, helped you through the cancer so treatment or? that's a good point because I say this a lot like if we hadn't had her brought her home that summer that summer would have sucked that whole year would have sucked yeah and so she was the highlight of that oh wow and sure I mean it's sort of the good comes with the bad right but yes she while I wasn't like you know, able to do as much as I would normally do. Yeah. She certainly was the highlight of the summer. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. And it was summer, so that was nice. Yeah. It was just that whole mindset of, like, you can choose to, you know, focus on two different things. And, right. of course, you're going to focus on your brand new baby. Well, we had to. Yeah. Exactly. You have to, you know. Yeah. It was like the saving grace of that time period. Yeah. And would you... And you words and nuggets that you, of learning that you learned about yourself through that whole process? Well, I've had several things that have happened, like defining moments in my life, like infertility is one of them. But yeah, yeah. And how long have you been the, the infertility process for? Oh, gosh. Three or four years? Wow. We did a lot. Wow. Yeah. We tried a lot of stuff. And, uh, but through each of those, and including cancer, it made me... I mean, of course, it makes you think about your mortality. Yeah. But it also made me realize how strong I am. I kind of under, undersell myself a really lot. <laughs> you've told me that even. Yes. I remember you told me that you're taking piano lessons. And I'm like, that's oh, yes. talk about self-care. Well, I have and some extra free time, too. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. It's right. just that you're right, right. doing it for yourself and for your head and for your heart. So, I think that's pretty special. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. That's it. High five. <laughs> Your, oh, my, my bar is your, very low. Your, your excitement bar. Um, uh, so then you ca- you have to carry all those cords? No. Oh, they go in there? Oh, look at you. <laughs> so fancy, fancy. I wish you knew what fancy meant because I don't think, <laughs> I don't think this is it. <laughs> my next interview is Sarah Dean. She is a redhead. <laughs> she, so that kind of says a lot. She also is a podcaster all as well. She has one called The Shameless Mom Academy. Um, and I am totally inspired by her. Um, I'm a little bit jealous, but mostly inspired. And um, I love her. She's great. And she also just tells it like it is. Here is Sarah Dean. We're going to run really fast, okay? Right. <laughs> Do you know I've run twice in the last three months? And it was both last week and I'm still sore. <laughs> I was training for this, Beth. I trained <laughs> twice for this last week. <laughs> Um, and I think my two runs last week were not as long as Green Lake. Okay. We'll take it just, yeah, we'll go slow. You know that. And I don't ever talk when I'm running by myself, so. Okay. <laughs> last night, actually, I was like, shit, I'm going to get a side ache if I have to talk. <laughs> I got a stitch. Okay. 
Okay. I might have to stop and pee at some point. Okay, I'll have to follow you in <laughs> and listen to you pee. Right. Definitely, that can just be the background music. That will be awesome. Oh, a little slower. Okay, okay. Yeah, you pace me to stay slow because <laughs> I have a leash. On you. I get anxious and excited, uh-huh. and like then I and then I get halfway around, and I'm like, oh my god, like a puppy. Yes. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah. So are you exercising as much now than you were before? I. I'm like six days. Yeah. Okay, okay. Six days a week. Okay. I work out at home in the guest bedroom every day. Okay, good. It's great. The dog is there. The kid is there. I try to listen to podcasts with profanity. Yeah. And my kid comes in <laughs> every 30 seconds. So most of my workout is just me pushing pause. Yeah. On my podcast. Your finger is well versed. Answering his questions. Yeah. Trying to get him out of the room. Trying to turn back on. How funny. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But that works well for my morning routine. That's funny. Like, just going to the guest bedroom. So then if I run, it's like an ordeal getting out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But I love the benefits of running. Like, I feel so much better after a run than I do after my time in the guest bedroom. And I process... So much more, like isn't that weird? Right? Oh. That keeps coming up in all the interviews. Even like my dad. Did you hear about? Did you hear the one with my dad? No. It's my. It's my oh first, my gosh. My first one. He's seventy-four. Oh, that's so awesome. And he was like, you know, there's nothing that nothing a problem. You can run your way out of any problem when you're when you're running. It's you, so true. It's or you don't care anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was why I started again when my tailbone got better. Because part of me was like, I should wait till it's lighter out or cooler. Yeah. Warmer. <laughs> Good luck. A little more springish. Yeah. Um, when it's rainy. But my head, I'm getting ready for this live event. And I was like, I need to be thinking through all these things. Yeah. And I need running to think them through. Yeah. What is that, Jason? It's on. No, I mean, no what, what is the. What do you think that's about? Oh, sorry. Um, no. I think. I'm trying to think. <laughs> what could it be about? Um, I always think it's a pounding. And it's like. It's like one of those shower moment things, you know, like. Because it is like the shower. Yeah. It is like an airplane for me. Um, You're in it. You can't... Uh, it's like distraction-free zone. Yeah. So, if I sit down to type something, I can type, like, two paragraphs, and something dings on my computer. Yeah. Or my phone. Or I think, oh, I should click over here and look up this other thing. Yeah. So I think it's shiny, something shiny. Yeah. Um, so it's distraction free. And I think like there's a lot of looping with running, like I'll have the same thought over and over. And it, but it like 
evolves. Okay, yeah, like every time. So spiral. Yeah, but like it grows. Right. Um. Huh. So I can synthesize. I don't know. Huh. I also wanted to interview you because I don't know if you want to tell it, but the whole mar- your marathon story. Oh God. <laughs> My mar- amazing marathon. It's like, a, it's like you know women have their birth stories. I feel like the marathon stories are better, just because you did it to yourself. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you chose. It was awful to sign up. But I kind of feel like I got bullied into it because I had done a ton of halves and a friend of mine, her dad, who was like, I don't know, 70 at the time, did a lot of full marathons. And he was like, you know, Sarah has no business continuing to just do half marathons. Yeah. At some point, she needs to up her ante a little bit. She's what? She needs to up her ante. Oh, okay. Like, she's way too comfortable just doing all these half this marathons. Is your friend's dad. Yeah. Okay. She tells me this, and I like to think I'm not impressionable, but I was like, well, fuck. I guess I need to sign up for a marathon then. How funny. Because he said I'm not a real runner, basically. And who, why did you care about this guy? I didn't. Oh. Well, I didn't think that I did. I think that, like... I'm someone that if you tell me I can't do something, I immediately, I'm like, oh, step off. Hold my beer. And watch me. Yeah. Yeah. Hold my hoops. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) (coughs) So I signed up for it. And it was a course that I had done the half on many times. So I thought that would be like easier. Yeah. Less mentally daunting. Which one? Uh, Capital City. Okay. In Olympia? So, yeah, in Olympia. In May. So I sign up. Start the training. The training actually went really well. Yeah. The training's great. Up to when I did it all on my own, which I do not recommend. Oh my god. But I didn't know any other way. Yeah. At the time. Um, so I got to my 18 miler. And... It was pouring down rain that day. So I thought, okay. Like, I didn't know how to get myself out the door. So I was like, okay. I'm just going to go down to Lake Union and run Lake Union three times. Oh, God. Which is six miles. Yeah. 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 So, and I was like, that way I can stop at my car every lap if I need to. Yeah. And decide not to drive home. Literally, like, that plan was the only thing that made me feel like I could do it. Uh-huh. So, I get started do my first lap I'm like I'm pretty good this is like definitely the right choice I start my second lap and the whole second lap I was just like holy shit I have to do this a whole other time <laughs> so I get done with the second lap stop in my car I'm just crying oh no just sobbing why because I was so cold yeah so wet and I had to do it again so I start doing it again I just like cried my way around. Oh my god. Her time was awful. Yeah. So that was my 18 miler. But what did you learn from that? That to not run alone and not run three (laughs) times. I learned that like what I thought that would be the most comfortable. Yeah. Because it was predictable. 
would be the easiest. Yeah. And it was so mentally grueling. Yeah. <laughs> so then I had to do a 20 miler. Or I opted to. And I had some girlfriends come meet me from like the end eight miles or something. Uh-huh. And that was amazing. Like <laughs> isn't it different? I only had to do like 12 miles on my own. Yeah. Seemed like nothing. And they came out. What? So we do that. Feel on fire. I get home. And this is like way before our current technology. Yeah. So I get home and I'm like mapping things out on the internet on whatever like old mapping software I use. Yeah. And I learned that I accidentally did 22 miles. Oh my god. But I was like, cool. Yeah. Like, if I can do 22. I can do 26. Yeah. So, two weeks later from the race, or was the race, and that morning, it had been pouring outside the whole night before. All through the night, I could just hear the rain and the wind, which completely freaked me out. <laughs> and then... No sleeping, right? No sleeping. Yeah. That morning was calm, and I think pretty dry, but, like... Walking to the start, I was like, I don't really feel like doing this. Yeah. We started, like, two miles in, I was like, still don't really feel like doing this. <laughs> Everything hurts. And I was just, like, never into it. So, the whole way, I was just like, I'm done, like, I don't care. Really? And what I realized after, I think, is that, like, I peaked at 22. Uh-huh. Like, two weeks before, it was fun. It was beautiful. Yeah. I was with friends. And I just never got a groove. How funny. Day of. So, a friend of mine came to run the last six with me. And I just screamed and cried at her the whole way. Oh, my God. Full on temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> People around us were definitely not impressed. Yeah. And maybe a little distracted and annoyed. <laughs> and she kept telling me. As soon as you get done, you're going to want to do it again. Yeah. That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> don't want to do it again. How funny. I'm good. How funny. Yeah. Your first one, you just don't know if you could do it. Right. And the second one, you're like, okay, I can do it. <clears throat> but 10 years is a long time, though. So, I mean, now, if I can do green, like, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what I want. Ooh. <laughs> What I want running to be in my life has shifted a lot. Yeah. So it used to be a lot more about time and distance. Now it's just therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny how that shifts? Yeah. And, like, I want to be able to do it for a long time. Right, for the rest of your life. So I want to be able to run three miles for a long time. Yeah. I don't care if I ever do another half. Oh, really? Nope. Never. Like, well, you have that internal motivation of your sanity. So... I think the short races are great for people who need the motivation. Yeah. Um, I would love to be able to do 5Ks with Vinny. Yeah. But, like, in terms of crossing it off my list or crossing things off my list, yeah. there's other things in my life. Yeah. I think that I'd put higher than running goals. Yeah. And that's been a big shift. Like, for a long time, a lot of my goals were... 
exercise based. Oh, how funny. And they're not anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> now exercise is just a part of my identity. Well, it's part of your... And it's definitely empowered my other goals. Right, exactly. It's a tool now. Totally. Yeah. I know people always ask me if I want to go faster and win something. I'm like, not really. Yeah. I'm not competitive. Yeah. At any level. <clears throat> and... I had these other goals. Yeah. That I'd much rather have happen that have nothing to do with me, you know? Right. So, but vis a vis of running and running marathons, I know what it takes to get those goals. Right. You just show up every day and keep going. Right. <laughs> and do it and do it and do it and do it some more. Right. Even when it's raining. <laughs> yep. And you're having a temper tantrum. Right. Which is often. What's that? Which is, can be often. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's a, a good point. I have to pee really bad right now. So we could talk about that too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. We're at a stretch where there's no bathroom. I know. For bathroom. a long time. I think that there is porta potties up here. Great. Yeah. I don't want to give you false hope, but I don't. I'm not um, picky. Okay. At all. A like small shrub. Yeah. With no coverage is even <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Motherhood and running, right? Oh. <laughs> well, I have that's like a joke. I have a pelvic floor injury. Uh huh. From childbirth. Yeah. That. Like, I'm on someone who's like, don't give up on your body and your health. Yeah. I'm like, fucking give up, pelvic yeah. floor. Yeah. Like, I've been through PT for it three times, do my exercises religiously. Yeah. And then they're like, well, caffeine and alcohol are a bladder irritant. Really? I'm like, this is where I draw the line. Oh, my God. I will do my fucking Kegels all yeah. day long. But do not tell me <laughs> I can't drink coffee or wine. Yeah. That's so funny. My mom, yeah, she had four kids. Wow. Naturally, not naturally, but vaginally. Yeah. And she had about four or five bladder operations. Wow. That'll be me. Yeah. I'm kind of ready for it. Like, yeah. I'm like, why are we waiting on this? Yeah. And I have a C-section. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I don't have... It is bad. But I would have if I pushed. Cause but even with C-sections, you still can... Right. Well, I pushed for two hours. Oh, my gosh. Or an hour. Like that. So he was all the way in the birth canal and everything. Yeah. Bill could see his hair. Oh, yeah. So you definitely... Yeah, he's had a big fucking head. So. But that was definitely scary coming back to running. That was what? It was scary coming back to running. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like... Well, first you feel like your insides are coming out. Totally. And, and you're uh, like, if I squeeze my belly tight enough, maybe they won't. Yeah. But then you can't squeeze your belly. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. And I hate the PTs. are like, well, you know, if you did these exercises, like, how many kids do you have? Zero. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's just a different, you know. Right. You're such a good mom. And a good exerciser when you don't have kids. Right, right. <laughs> but I've done the exercises, and they yeah. work for, like, six months. 
Oh, really? Uh-huh. So it's like an, I don't know, maybe my, I mean, again, I do have like a specific injury. It's not just a weakness. Yeah. So I'm just really special. You are. <laughs> Basically, the bottom line is this bathroom. Uh, I see one. Okay. I don't know if it's locked or not. I always remember the Women's March. Oh, and God. Did you go to that in D.C.? Yes. And how they had all of those bathrooms that were all locked. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were all locked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, like, intentionally drank nothing that morning. Yeah. Knowing we'd probably be able to pee all day. Okay. Okay, crush your fingers. There's two of them. Oh, shit. They're both locked. Okay, well, there's one up here. A bathroom. Okay. By the table. Okay. Okay. Hold on, they both are. Running and talking is like 75 times more challenging <laughs> than running and listening to my own thoughts. Right. Or okay. do you listen to podcasts when you're running? No. How funny. Okay. No, I cannot listen to podcasts. I need like a very consistent beat. Oh, huh. Consistent fast beat. I've tried listening to podcasts because I do love podcasts. Right. But nope. That's funny. Can't do it. Okay, let me take your thing off. Okay. 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 Sarah's gonna go pee now. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. <laughs> you scared the shit out of someone in the bathroom. Good. Because I am totally Oops, a Kelly Heron um, uh-huh. disciple. Yeah. And so I like kick every door before uh-huh. I go in my stall. And there was someone in it. And oh, I didn't no! know it. I had like looked and I didn't think I saw feet. And I kicked it and it didn't open. And I was like, what? And then I looked, but I kicked it kind of hard. <laughs> and then this woman came out who looked a little older. I was like, oh my God, I can't oh. the shit out of her. But Kelly would be proud. Yes. <laughs> Kelly. I love her. She's uh, she signed up to be a licensed wedding evolution coach in Vancouver. So she moved, right? Yeah, she moved. And did she move to be closer to the other guy? No, because her, her guy lives in New Jersey. Oh! So so what prompted the move? Her mom lives there. Okay, and she's in Vancouver, Washington. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Her and her mom are so cute. Let's just do a whole interview talking about how awesome Kelly is. <laughs> and how cute her and her mom and her boyfriend are in their little races. I interviewed her with the wrong microphone on. So, oh no. So I have to go back and do that one too. Oh, I was bummed. Uh, okay, tell me about... Well, tell me what you do for, okay. for your your livelihood now. So, I have a podcast called The Shameless Mom Academy, uh-huh. where I help moms live bigger, bolder, braver every damn day. Uh-huh. And with within the podcast, we have a Facebook group. So we have a free fav- our free Facebook group. So there's like 2,000 people in that. And we have a membership community. Where people get group coaching. Uh-huh. So that's a paid community. Okay. That's called Momentum Mamas. So recently I did a be seen challenge. And it started out as a challenge in my paid community in Momentum Mamas. But it was so cool that I was like, I'm gonna do a mini version of this in my free community. Yeah. So we ended up doing it over there with 2,000 people, and it was basically just challenging the moms in my community to practice being seen in different ways over the course of seven days. 
So some of it was big scary things like have an uncomfortable conversation with your boss. Yeah. Or with your partner. Yeah. And others were like, take the word sorry and just right. out of your vocabulary. Actually. Right. <laughs> That's another so, one. We had all these moms who were stopping using the word just in their emails. Uh-huh. Just sort of filling back. Right. Just checking in. Right. Um, and then stop starting sentences with sorry. Uh-huh. And then there was little things like stop blending in with your clothes. Like you wear all black and gray. Yeah. In like black and gray cardigans with no form or shape to them. Yeah. Where you just hide your body. Well, I always think too, like, it's this whole dichotomy <laughs> of we want to be seen, but also that's our biggest fear. Yes. You know, so that's why people put on weight. Right, that's why right. do all the things. Yeah. And it's such, I mean, I have that problem too. So as far as just like, once somebody, somebody sees me, it's incredibly powerful, but incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. And it's, it's that emotional, like, ugh. Right. So, <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. And what we found in the challenge is that people have certain areas where they're not scared to be seen. Right, right, right. And, but that doesn't... and the, what was most shocking was that most of the time, that was professional and their marriages were where they struggled the most to be seen. Huh. Which I think they started out thinking it was the opposite. Yeah. Thinking like, like my husband's totally supportive. Right. And like, yes, if you are in a context where everything, where you're maintaining the status quo. Right. But if you want to be seen in a new way. Right. As yourself. In your marriage. Right. And that's different from how you've been seen. Right. For the last 10 to 20 years. That's terrifying. And that's been coming up so common. A ton with my mom. Yeah. So common. Yeah. Also, too, I mean, like, you know, I've been almost been married 20 years. When you have kids, you just want to, you want it to be easy. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> you just want to get it done. Right. You're tired and. Right. You don't want to rock them out. You don't want to make anything a battle. Yeah. You don't have the energy to give that many shits. Right. But then, over time, right. you start getting resentful. Exactly. We were talking about things like loading the dishwasher uh-huh. and about how at the end of the day, you're like, no, it's fine. I got this. I got yeah, that. Yeah. I'll do this. And like you see a sink, a dish in the sink, and you're like, motherfucker, can you <laughs> a dish in the sink? And you lose your mind over it. And you're like, I'm going to load this dishwasher so loud. I'm going to clank this passive aggressive way. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be seen now. Yeah, now. Loading this one plate. Yeah. By banging it against every pot and pan. <laughs> like running the water for way too long. Because it's going to come out sideways either way. Right. So. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Woo. High five. Yay. Yay. We did it. Is that enough? Yeah. Okay. How do you pee? Yes. <laughs> when we went past the bathrooms over there, I was like, I probably should pee now. Yeah. I was like, no, I think I'm okay. Yeah. And then, like, right about there. You didn't want to make a big stick off about it. I didn't want to be seen back. <laughs> I didn't want you to see my broken bladder. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find me on social media, we are at why we run two. And then if you are so inclined, I would love any reviews on iTunes. That would be great. And I would love you forever and ever. Happy Mother's Day and go call your moms. Bye.